Yo, you're listening to This Is Why We Can't Get Along, the podcast. Sometimes I'm the best and he's the worst and vice versa. See what we're doing and debating about this week. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are your host, Daniel and Brianna King, and you are listening to episode seven of This Is Why We Can't Get Along. Actually, I think it's episode eight. Is it episode eight, Bri? I actually don't remember. I think it's episode eight. So you're listening to episode eight. We're, we're leaving this in. doesn't matter. Bri, how are you doing this week? I'm doing swell. How are you? I am fantastic, Bray. I had a wonderful week where I got all of my work done by Thursday, so I didn't really have much to do on Friday. Well, that's lovely. I'm so glad for you. I'm not. I don't like going to work and not have anything to do because I always feel like I'm stealing money. But I also had to like go, wait, but I finished the things I was supposed to do. So, but I still feel guilty. Do you ever feel I can that? I understand that. Okay. So I'm, I just want because I was like, am I the only one that feels that way? Because I feel like I No, am. I can totally understand that. I can totally understand that. Um, yeah, I don't like going to work when I don't like going to work um, being when I'm not uh, productive, essentially, when I don't have a lot going on. Um, it's just like a waste of time and money for me, for both me and for the company. So I'm just like, all right, let's see what I can like kind of pull together so I can get something done. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely get that. That's why, I f- that's why I felt when I left work, I was like, hold on. I know I got stuff done. Oh, wow. You still go into the office, huh? Well, yeah, well, yes, bro. Someone in his family, well, I guess dad does too, right? Yes, he does. He's the only one who's been consistently <laughs> going in the office. Poor dad. I, no, we've been going back since, I think, July or something like that. So it hasn't necessarily been the most, um, it hasn't, like, I've gotten used to it. I've gotten back into the flow of getting up and having to go to work. I don't. I still don't like it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I still would prefer to be able to just work from home, but same. But well, I'm still working from home. I don't know why I said that. Exactly. Our architecture requires collaboration, so we need to be there. But it would. It still. It still would be nice sometimes when I don't. When I'm when I'm awake till like two in the morning, and I'm like, okay, I have to get up in like four hours. I don't want to do this today. Can I just stay home instead? But I can't. So. You, you push through, you drink like five cups of coffee and eventually you'll wake up. Yeah, I can't do it. Probably not good for my health at all. At all. So, Brie, what are we talking about in the podcast this week? I have a curveball. What are we talking I about? I have two curveballs, actually. Wait, you told me about one. What's the second one? I will get there. It's nothing to do with spoilers. I just have a... Whoa. Okay, that's the... <laughs> let, let me just get what this is it first. About? Let me get this first curveball out the way. The first curveball is that... Um, the Yu Yu Hakusho, in my opinion, the Yu Yu Hakusho opening theme song is the best anime theme song of all time. It slaps in every language. I've heard it in both Japanese, um, English, and now in Spanish, and it slaps in every language. I'm fully convinced it is the best anime theme song of all time. Um, ah, okay. I don't disagree. Okay, so I don't disagree, but I would. I would What's give some ca- I would give some pushback saying that Full Metal Alchemist, both uh, Full Metal Alchemist and Brotherhood, both of their opening themes are really good. I would say that season the season four opening theme for um, My Hero is also really good. Before they change it in the middle of the season, but the the one they started with was really good. I agree. That's it's in my top five. That one's I don't remember the full metal ones, but um Actually, yeah, no, season I say, four screw my, that. No, I just remember. No, I know what? it's better than the Yu Hakusho one. What? 
it's Cowboy Bebop's opening thing. Okay, you're right. Cowboy Bebop's right. opening thing's better. You're right. I just that just came back into my mind. Yeah, you're no, right. that one's better. Okay, but then I personally think like if that's the best, objectively best, um, opening theme song of all time, opening anime theme song of all time, then the Yu Yu Hakusho one is a very close second. I would agree with that, but I would just I I was going down that path and I was trying to think of one and it's like oh Cowboy Bebop, duh. That when that that makes you right. That can make people love Jazz Breathe that theme song. Jazz is not something I know a lot of people love. That I one, love jazz, actually, but, but it's but it's not commonly loved like that. That that theme song can make anyone love jazz. It slaps because it's such a good theme song. It slaps. I agree. I agree. Um, but that was my curveball because I was just um listening to just, I was just listening to that and I heard it in Japanese, English, and Spanish. Like I said, and I'm like, it slaps in all these languages. But what about the the Japanese Dragon Ball Z opening thing? That's ja- which one? The Chala. Yes. What about that one? That one's good. Uh, I, I don't think it's better than the other two, but I think that one's still pretty good. I would put that, if I were to make a top five, I would put that in maybe as like four or five. The only problem with this list is I've watched a lot of anime recently. So I have a lot of themes that are stuck in my head and some of them aren't the best. So I'm like, oh no, that one's not that good. That one's not that good. Neither is that one. Like one that I, I do really enjoy. I think this I think it's actually on my mistaken let me check i think it is i think it's oh it's the opening theme from um from uh uh, blue exorcist i haven't heard or seen that one it's a it's a it's a very good show it's i know it is it's about exercising you know exactly that's why i'm not going to watch it anytime soon (laughs) i've never been one to be like oh something that has to do with exorcism let me watch that i would never never that person i don't need that kind of energy in this house but i think in my house or any house that i'm in i don't want that energy around it's a funny me. anime though is it really because one of the kids is he's the son of the devil and so that everyone See, everyone but then again like i've watched soul leader twice and i was okay with that and everyone's trying to kill him that's the other thing but the regardless of that the theme songs all f- both of them for seasons one and two and both in themes are fantastic. Mm. I have them all on my um, iPhone right now. Can't, can't say, can't think any highly of those. So I would say probably for me it would be, uh, what was it? Cowboy Bebop, Yu Hakusho, and then the two, actually the four opening and end themes for Blue Exorcist. Love them both. You know what? This is just my 90s kid nostalgia coming out. But I really feel like the Pokemon, <laughs> the Pokemon, Pokemon theme song needs to be a part of this conversation. Now okay. Which, now, which one? Because I the have one that all '90s American kids know. No, because I have three Pokemon-related songs on my iPhone. I have the. Po- you know which one I'm talking about? No, but listen, I have the Pokey Rap. Oh. I have uh, okay. I have the original theme. The Japanese? No, sorry, no. The American original theme. Oh. And then I have the one where they're rapping at the as the opening theme instead. I don't remember that one. I forgot what it was called at the top of my head. It but So sorry if these songs are getting stuck in your head, by the way. No, but I love all three of them, especially the Pokerat. The Pokerat's funny because I, I have yet to master I don't think I'm ever going to, but I have yet to master that. You have yet to master the order in which they all come in? Yeah, I've had all my life pretty much to figure out who all the 150 Pokemon are. Now I'm just like, my brain was just like, no. <laughs> I would have to do that. I think I could do it, but I would have to hear the music again to get the rhythm of 
Is this copyright? I don't yes, know. Yes, it is. We're not playing okay. it. Okay. But you know, they get the neater rig, that other stuff, blah, 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 blah. Just get the rhythm of it. I want to eat. That's still copywriting. Never mind. Sorry. Yes. But so what was your second curveball? I was going to briefly talk about how stupid Antebellum <laughs> is as a movie. I should not have watched a movie, carefully paid attention to it, and have so many questions afterwards because it made zero sense whatsoever so i thought that it was going to be like this kind of weird like inception memento sort of thing where she kind of like has these dreams where she's kind of going like in and out back and forth as like this um slave and kind of reliving her ancestors memories okay so if you don't know um it focuses on janelle monet and it the first half or the first like good 40 ish minutes of it focus on um, Janelle Monet as a slave named Eden. And then she goes to sleep one night and she wakes up and she's in the present and she's a successful writer. And she writes about all of these like black woman power and patriarchy and all these like talking points. Right. Okay. So the use. E kind of. Yeah. Um, so I didn't expect it to be exactly what it was. I thought it was kind of going to be like this weird horror movie where she kind of goes back and forth and to kind of break out of whatever mold she has to kind of connect her past and figure out like who she was in this past life or who her ancestors were. But it somehow went from her major spoilers. I'm just going to spare you the time. So y'all know how dumb this movie is, right? Okay. So instead of that, she, we spend like 40 minutes of her as a slave and there's this person who you think is more important to the story, to the overall story. Uh But she's like only there for the first 40 minutes when she's a slave. And then she disappears. She just disappears. I was like, I was waiting for her. Did she die or did she just like legitimately disappear? She literally just disappeared out of the story. Like, oh yeah, your purpose, which really wasn't one. She was really there to preach to her. And then maybe they forgot I guess because she didn't appear in the present. Like she wasn't a friend. She wasn't an enemy. She wasn't like her spiritual advisor or anything like that. She literally disappeared. Yeah. They pulled a Toriyama. Wow. You're really not over that launch thing. Are you? I kind of don't care, but he, he's shown to have the habit on on multiple times to forget some things about his characters. I mean, if you have all the characters over however long dragon, the dragon ball franchise has been a thing. Um, you kind of forget about certain characters no, after a no, while. No, I'm not going to give him that pass, Free, because you got to at least, if you create the character, at least remember the character exists. Even if you do nothing with the character and they just show, and you still animate them anyway, but not, they don't do anything, fine. But you can't just flat out forget the character altogether, especially a character that I, I can't remember if I'm confusing her with the, another character that was trying to have sex with Krillin. This little bald man getting some. Listen, Brie, bald is beautiful. And Shrek I think is you love. Would know. Sorry, go back to Antebellum or whatever anyway. the movie's called. Yeah, Antebellum. So, <laughs> anyway, though, it was just this trippy little, it wasn't even like this trippy going back and forth thing. She literally went from being a slave, then she just woke up as a successful writer in the present whose character literally exists to just spit a whole bunch of like, left-leaning talking points at you like literally nothing but um tumblr propaganda right and then we'll use this tumblr for this 
oh, for social justice, whatever. Yes. You'd be surprised. I thought, it's a whole thing. I thought Twitter and Reddit were those avenues. No, Tumblr is also one. Huh. Okay. Probably before Reddit What's and this? Tumblr. Was this sorry, after Twitter. Uh, Tumblr starts uh, allowing people to protect? No, before that. <laughs> it's been a thing for a while. Social justice Tumblr has been a thing for quite a while. Yes. Let's continue. I'm not letting him out. Okay. Uh, continue. Antibella. But anyway, though, um, she and then she goes back to sleep. Or actually, she goes out with some friends of hers in the present, right? Where she's a successful writer. And then she gets kidnapped by people that she saw in the past. But then she gets taken away to this. She gets kidnapped and taken away to this like um, plantation where the slave version of herself was. And then they're living out this like slave fantasy thing and they have cell phones and they're supposed to like. It's supposed to be reminiscent of like the Civil War era. And I'm like, how does any of this make sense? None of that made sense. I was just like, how do they have cell phones? Did she go back in the past? Was she always um, on this like kidnapped slaves plantation thing? What happened to that lady that was so important to her character growth as, as her as the original slave version of her? And then she like burns these slave owners alive and just walks away like nothing's wrong and i'm like what what's the point of this movie did she walk away like Django did after literally he... but worse it may, that makes it sound like you think what they did in Django was bad no i mean like it was executed worse like it was it was just dumb okay the lead up to it just, and the payoff was i dumb. just didn't want you disrespecting Django because no a i'm not movie. saying it i don't remember the ending of Django like that he t- Jimmy. Oh, he walked off with his girl. Yeah, he walked off his girl after he blew up the can- after he blew up the Candyland house. Okay, okay, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. But my point is though, cool guys don't look at explosions, Bree. Did I show you? Did you look at that meme I sent you? Which one? It was the one, oh, I do send you quite a few memes. It was the one where they had like all these ex- all these like um screenshots of all these different explosions like they had the joker in the dark knight they had john wick and iron man and then they had another one with michael scott (laughs) now what episode do you remember that episode of the office no okay guys um if you ever have time watch the scott's tots episode of the office that is one of the best episodes nobody will persuade me otherwise that episode is hilarious i won't disagree because i don't think i've ever seen it I've seen the that is hel- okay. We have to watch this after nope. we have to watch it. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Because there's some new anime that came out today. I'm gonna watch that instead. What? I don't know what came out today, but I'm sure something came out. Speaking of things that came out, so um, you guys, you-, you my hero fans are gonna lose your minds. That is, I'm not talking about coming out in the LGBT way. N- Bree, say that for your one shot. I wasn't going to spoil it, I promise. Save, I'm just it, save it for your one shot. You guys are going to lose your mind. Save it for when your one shot. When season six and seven save come out. Save it for your one shot. Do not say it here while I'm right in front of you. Save I it. Was, for, I promise you I wasn't going to spoil care. it. I don't care. Save it for next week. We'll move on next week. So what else were we talking about today, Bree? Um, so you had suggested we talk about Jujutsu Kaisen since we're already talking a lot about anime. Yes. Jujutsu Kaisen, Bree is a fantastic show it's only three episodes into this into the uh anime so far and it's about exercising uh exercising uh what they call curses right basically ghosts demons things like that but they call them curses instead of 
demons and stuff like that. So they go to a, they have to go to this schoolery where they're actually training in sort of the arts of how to get rid of these defeat these curses. One of the main characters he eats a finger from a dead guy who's a cur- who is a curse and is a very powerful curse. And he actually he's, he's eating two of them actually. He's actually eating two fingers. So this guy so the guy had uh, four arms. So he has to eat 20 fingers in order to eliminate this uh, curse from the world. And then they're going to kill him. That was the proposition. That was the basis of this entire proposition, Breeze, that you have to eat all these fingers and then we're going to kill you. Or you don't eat anymore and we'll kill you right now. So basically, he has no choice whether or not he helps this, um, this, this sort of organization to exercise these curses. But he, he's like, he's freakishly strong already. He's super athletic. He, like there was, a, there was a shot in this week's episode, Brie, where he literally, without activating the curse that he, um, the power of the curse that he ate, he literally busted through a wall like Kool-Aid, man. Like I'm telling you, Brie, this man literally put his hand through a, a reinforced concrete wall and said, oh, I missed the curse. And then he busted through the rest of the wall instead. And the, the show has, I, as I showed you before we started recording, the show has awesome music as well. I only wish, the only issue with the show is that I wish it was more like uh, Cowboy Bebop in the sense of the music tying into each and every, each scene throughout the episode, not just the end, ending in the beginning. Because mm. I think that would really beef up the show for me in terms of how much I enjoy it. It's still a very good show. As I told you, they introduced a female character in the show, and she, her first words were, "Be blessed, boys. I'm the only girl in the group." Which that's hilarious. One of the things I, I wish that was a line reserved for Black Widow, but that that's okay. Go on. No. Yes, <laughs> that I, I've made it clear I will not accept any Black Widow slander in my presence. But go I'm on. I'm not slandering her. I just didn't care to bring her up. I'm just saying. My point was when. After she said that, what it made me think of was a couple of things. It's like, okay, one, she's probably going to have some fan service moments in the show. Obligatory. Yes. That's the first thing I got when she said that. It was like, okay, so she's going to have some fan service moments. And two, that's basically the creators, the animators saying, this is the character we want you to cosplay as. We'll do. Well, there's if two- I ever watch that show, we'll do, probably. But there's two, ca- there's two characters. There's another one where he's always wearing a blindfold around his eyes you, uh, you saw him in the opening that i showed you where he's the one with the white hair there's basically her and him are the two characters i think people are going to cosplay as the most just because they I'm just excited. seem like the most interesting characters in the show she's probably going to be like the most hardcore too not at all she's not she's she's a country hick brie doesn't matter she's a country hick yeah, in we'll the show. see okay i'll eventually watch it Actually, you probably can watch it sometime this weekend. You, sh- you should. Have time. It's, it's a very. It's good only show. three episodes, so yes, it's a very good show. Where is it available? It's on. I need to start bringing up Verve and Crunchyroll because until they start sponsoring the podcast, and hint, wink. I need them to. It's a great service. That's the thing. That's probably the reason why I bring it up because that's where I watch. You really do. That's where I bring up. That's where I watch all my anime. I don't watch on Funimation. I used to, but then I realized I don't really like dubs like that. I prefer to watch in Japanese with subtitles. Here's the thing. Another curveball. Can we end the dub versus sub? You know what? Two curveballs. I'm sorry. 
Braid. We didn't have an official official docket, so I'm kind of just spitballing now. Bro, you're not but Clayton first, Kershaw. Stop throwing these curveballs. First curveball, or f- technically third curveball now. But um, what I was first or gonna fourth, say, whatever number we're on. What I was gonna say though is that I feel like personally the dub versus sub debate needs to die. Needs to end. Why? Why? Because it's pointless. Like if you just watch the, I'm one of those people who's like just watch the anime. If I here's the thing, I am a person who occasionally likes to do things while I'm watching something. Uh. It's rare that I like wholeheartedly sit and focus on one on whatever I'm watching. Uh-huh. So every now and again, if I'm doing something like if I just want to watch anime while I like work or something like that, it's rare now. But um, if I ever feel like I I really don't do that that often. I have done that maybe once or twice. Shame if what you're about to say is what I think you're about to say. Shame on you. Yes, I will watch the doves. I will have the doves playing in the background. Shame. If I want to do something else and I don't feel like stopping every five seconds to rewind because I missed whatever was said in the subtitles, I'll just put on the doves. Shame him. But if I actually want to give it my wholehearted attention, then I'll have the subs on. Most of the time I watch with subs on, especially if I do my hair as I'm watching anime. Shame. Just pure shame, Bray. Feels okay. What was your fourth curveball since you keep having all these curveballs? So the SpongeBob anime oh, just no. released. No, no, yes. no. No, I'm no. The SpongeBob anime just released the doves. We're, and they are guys, unintentionally we're this episode short. I'm sorry, we're done. Uh, oh, we are? Okay, cool. No. Uh, don't don't unplug it. They don't say we're done while we're in the middle of recording. Then we're going to continue on past SpongeBob because we already gave enough time to it. All I was going to say is that they had the doves come out and they, the voice actors, tried to mimic the original (laughs) cast voices. And they're mostly spot on. They weren't really 100% with them. I mean, they weren't 100% with any of them, but they were pretty close to most of them. But they were really off with Sandy. But I just find it funny how they try to have all of these like serious dialogues. They try to have Patrick say these like serious dialogues, but then they have like the ugly particle. And it's just like, it doesn't work. It doesn't. It like, it works, but it doesn't work. Was that your Patrick? I'm not an impressionist person, okay? Huh. I think that became very clear just now. I could have told you out of my mouth before I did that, that I am not good at impressions. You don't have to tell us now, Bray. We already heard it. I am not anybody's whoever is good with impressions. Fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. So what else are we talking about? I think I'm done with curveballs for now. Please, no more. Okay. So something interesting I saw come across was Sony. They are promising people. A first look at Spider-Man 3. So, a couple things with that. There already is a Spider-Man 3. We don't acknowledge it. Well, there's Spider... Well, I guess there's second Spider-Man 3 now. If we're, if we're going based on that, then there's second Spider-Man 3. So, a couple things with that. Good for them. Get some hype going for whenever that movie comes out. I don't even know. I thought I saw December 2021, but I don't think so. Yeah, I guess. I, I doubt it. So good, good for them getting hype out like that. My question is, what is the what is story of this story you're hoping it's going to be? I keep seeing this um, fan theory slash fan um, 
hope that they are going to connect all three Spider-Men or the main three Spider-Men, the main three or the guy is pretty much who played Peter Parker. So they want to bring in Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland all together and do like this multidimensional thing. And they said in that article you sent me that they were going to have Dr. Strange. Yes. And it, which makes sense for why there would be interdimensional spider people. Pretty much they want to have like an MCU version of the Spider-Verse sans Miles Morales. So they want to do the Spider-Verse, except just not with the character that people enjoyed it with, right? I mean, don't, okay, here's the thing. That's not 100% fair. Because while people did enjoy it with Miles Morales, he did have a lot of time spent with Peter Parker. Yeah, Two but, versions of Peter Parker and other spider people. Yes, but it was a dumpy version of Peter Parker that was a failure in life. But people actually appreciated and enjoyed that version of Peter Parker, too, exactly, because that but, was probably like low-key a realistic version of Peter Parker. But of the three Peter Parkers that they're going to have in this movie, which one of them was a failure in life? I mean, like, in my eyes, they're, they're failures in different ways. One of them let their girlfriend get killed. He tried to save her. He's so mean. He let her get killed. He could have done something more. He didn't. He's a failure as a Spider-Man. Then the other one is the reason why, what's his face? A homeboy had venom on him. Okay, go on. So he's a failure. And then, um, what's his face? What's the dude's name again? Tom Holland. His Spider-Man's a failure because he keeps relying on Iron Man all this time. And that's my biggest thing that I want them to stop. That needs but to that's the thing, though. Okay, so at least going off of that article, they're like, oh, well, you know, it would have been a while um, after uh, Tony Stark would have died, right? Also, okay, sorry, another another side note. Not curveball, but side note. I'm going <laughs> to... Just stay on that's topic. Thing. How about that? Let's try I'm, to stay I'm, on topic. I promise you I'm staying on topic. So my side note is that it's weird, though. The MCU version of... Spider-Man had next to no mention of Uncle Ben. I know they didn't have to regurgitate the whole thing with Uncle Ben dying, but it's just, I always found it weird that they had like absolutely no mention. Because they changed his motivation from being Uncle Ben to being Iron Man, which is, which I guess is is different, but it strays away from why he became Spider-Man in the first place. Thank you. It wasn't because of, you know, Iron Man, but it's... Like he was, uh, like it was implied that he was already like, um, Uncle Ben was already died and that was why he became Spider-Man and started doing Spider-Man things. But he doesn't mention it so it doesn't come across that it's implied even though we as moviegoers who've seen multiple versions of Spider-Man we know that's why but not bringing it up is, feels weird unless you're going to say oh he's a different universe version where his Uncle Ben did die but he wasn't as broken up about it as uh, Andrew Garfield's spider, uh, spider Peter Parker and Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Sure. So that's one way they could tell that story. It just, it, or it, there was never an Uncle Ben to begin with, but there was some other motivation for him becoming Spider Man. Uncle Ben, that would make me question what would he look like in comparison to Marissa Tomei's Aunt May? Who would that would have, who would have Uncle Ben have been? Christ, Chris Pine. <laughs> no, I, I, no I, I was thinking more of, um, I was thinking more of Uncle Jesse. Oh, yes. I was thinking to be more yes. uh, Uncle Ben would be more Uncle Jesse yes. in that situation. Just just to sort of just say, hey. John Stamos, by the way. Yeah, I could remember his name. Thank you. But just so you could say, hey, not only do we have an Aunt May and Uncle Ben, they're both incredibly hot for no reason. 
I agree. I think I would like. I think I would like a John Stamos Uncle Ben. I mean, if they have like this super young looking, like ridiculously attractive Aunt May, why not have this super young looking, ridiculously attractive Uncle Ben? You know? Makes sense to me. I I'm okay with that. No, if they do that, do that, Marvel. Do that. Now if they add that in this in this Spider-Man 3, I'm okay with it then. Do what you want at that point if you give me John Stamos as um as Uncle, Uncle ben. ben. That would be great. Um, but no, it's I'm thinking about the spider-man movies is i've never been all that excited about them mm. just because i've always felt like well one of the biggest issues i've had with it is it feels like he's going oh please accept me mr stark which yeah it creates the emotional moment in um infinity war where he goes i don't feel so good mr stark yeah oh, yeah they lingered that one out they drew that out so yes it does because they were able to create some emotional strife in that but it's just He's his character is shackled to Tony Stark yes, in a which, lot of ways. So they get to but the, that. Okay, that was the thing I was gonna say though. I honestly, that side note made me forget what I was gonna say. But what I was gonna say, <laughs> what I was gonna say is that they're moving on, like um, with this Spider Man, they're moving on from Tony Stark, and it seems like they're moving on from him to Doctor Strange now. But he, I, he and I don't like that because it's just like, can he be his own independent woman? I mean, he is going. <laughs> he is a strong, independent Spider-Man that don't need no Tony Stark or Dr. Strange. <laughs> also, he probably doesn't need two people who are self-proclaimed narcissists. You think that would be damaging for a kid that age, right? I would hope so. I mean, I mean, he's done well for himself. But that's the other thing, too. I want to see him fail more because that's part of the joy of reading like a, a Spider-Man comic. Is watching. I love to see you suffer. No, because that's what that's what that's sort of the pathos you get from his character is the fact that he is the type of person where, as much as he tries, as hard as he works, as much as he's trying to like not to make sure everything's perfect, it always goes wrong. So it's like that's that it's a constant like joke in with comics that Peter Parker and Batman can never be happy because they're every time something goes right for them, it goes poorly. Oh, I'm going to marry Catwoman. She dies. Oh, I'm going to marry Mary Jane. She dies. Oh, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to stay faithful to Mary Jane. Oh, wait, now I have to do a mission with Black Cat. And that's, that's out the window now. Like it always be, it's a consistent theme that those guys can never be happy. And I just, as messed up as it sounds, it creates a pathos where you want to eventually see them have that happy, happy storybook ending, but it just never works that way. So I'm, so, and because they haven't built uh, Tom Holland's character like that, I don't not know. Not independent. Yes. I don't know how in a, in a three, you would try to create that sort of, even if, if they try to go for the storybook ending. I mean, they. Unless it ends in his death. I feel like um, a Spider-Man death wouldn't be earned because there wasn't enough emotionally with him to. Uh, I personally don't have much else to say. Sorry, I hit record while you were saying that. It's, you just got that out. It's because my I guess my thing is this: I want to be excited about Spider Man from Marvel, but the past two movies have been like they've been entertaining to watch, but they haven't necessarily made me go, "Oh, I care more about Spider Man now than before." Yeah, I really just, I agree. It just sort of comes off as we we have Spider Man, we're gonna do stuff with him, and maybe some people really enjoy it, but I'm just like it's I was all right. more excited for him and. 
the Avengers movies than I was for the actual Spider-Man movies. If see, you might want to cross your legs to give it more space or something. I don't know. So if you guys hear some background noise, just know we let our dogs out because they weren't going to be quiet while we were recording. So we just said, forget it. So if you hear some collars moving, a little bit of barking, that's our, do- well, at least one of our dogs who's, who's as lazy as all get out. He's fine, but the other one, not so much. I say, leave her out there. Leave her out there till we finish. She'll be fine. As you know, she wants, she'll start. Um, she'll just claw at the door. Exactly. Never mind. Do anyway, what we were saying. So next thing that I saw that I thought was interesting was, was Green Lantern. Right. So I didn't know that HBO Max was going to create a Green Lantern series. Neither have I. And I trust. And I, at this point, I think most people trust the quality of the stuff that HBO puts out. I agree. A lot of their. I can't think of everything that they have done, but, you know, they at least have like uh, they at least have insecure. Um, I've heard good things about I may destroy you. Um, There's some love. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Lovecraft. Love. Lovecraft country. Yes. They've had Game of Thrones. Obviously, they've had yeah. uh, True Detective and this well, like goes on and on. They've had a, a, a continuous streak or at least a winning streak so far. They've had a winning streak so far of of our uh, of successful shows and so that's why i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with uh green lantern especially co- since 20 since 2011 was such a bad year for the green lanterns well do we, we not don't t- mention those okay well i'm gonna mention it for the sake of it was so bad that they it didn't launch the dceu the way they wanted it to at all ryan reynolds makes constant jokes about it because of how bad poorly it turned out He's just a great person. Oh. No, Skirball, let me finish. Stay on topic. Okay. So I'll bring it up when you're done. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't go, it. go ahead. Go ahead. And so one of the things I'm looking forward to with this after reading about it was the fact that HBO is going to try to take the um, ensemble approach to it. So we're not focusing on how Jordan or John Stewart, but we're focusing on a gambit of, of uh, Green Lantern core members. Now there's going to be the thing is, there's going to be... That's fine. Al's going to be in it. I'm sure John's going to be in it. They're just not going to be the be primary folks. And I assume that those two aren't going to be the primary focus because mm-hmm. DC and Warner Brothers are saying those two can lead the movies. We'll leave this sort They're of... the leftovers. We'll leave... Don't, not the left, don't disrespect Guy Gardner. I know. I wasn't going to say leftovers, but like the lesser known ones. And Jessica Cruz and, si- and Simon Boz. Don't, don't disrespect them. Point well, is, they could be bigger known names. Exactly. And that way, that when way. you eventually have a... Green Lantern core movie. It was already supposed to happen, but um, after what happened with the uh, with the Justice League movie, they were like, "Yikes!" But I'm sure they're happy now that they left out Green Lantern, so they could do something different. So we, yeah, so that property is not involved with more stink. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. I'm, I, and I think this is a great I, again because HBO, you can trust the quality that they're going to put out. I was reading that they almost have a budget that's uh, that's similar to a feature film for basically what will probably end up looking like a ten hour movie for mm. the entire show, and getting to getting to introduce people to the other members of the Green Lantern Corps that aren't Hal or John, I think is a good thing because there's some really interesting characters in the Green Lantern Corps, just the Earth, just the Earth based ones, not even like a Kilowog or someone like that, but. Just, Kilowog was a giant pink one with the like the. I like know. This. I know. Okay, because you looked at me like you didn't know who Kilowog was. He's not the one, by name. Yeah, he looks like the one that has. He's like a snow, a snowball or snobble. 
The bulldog, I, the, the I, bulldog Pokemon that's pink? Continue. I understand. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. They, they're keeping Kyle Rayner out, which, which is a little disappointing, but I assume that means that they have plans. Either Kyle Rayner's going to be in it and they're just... Not going to do a lot with him. Well, no, I was going to say that they're not just, they're not going to put him out there and have it be a surprise that Kyle Rayner's in it. Because he's, I think he's the only White Lantern. So I think they're, we're not going to get into a conversation of all the Lanterns, Brain. It's not important. I'm just bringing it, I'm just mentioning. But the thing is, like, I'm, I'm just, especially because I like Guy Gardner a lot. He's a character that's, that at times has been really hated. And all right, he's tolerable. And I've always enjoyed him because he's always been someone who feels like he has something to prove. And because of that, he comes off as a bit of an asshole, but he's, I think it, many times he does mean well. He wants to prove that he is worthy of his, of his ring, but he, it just doesn't, he doesn't just, he doesn't communicate it well. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think this will be a good way to sort of show people that side of his personality, get more, um, more eyeballs into understanding who he is. and then. Eventually, I'm. I assume this series will lead directly into a Green Lantern Corps movie where we'll see John and Hal. Fair, and and hopefully for them, this will sort of remind people. Oh yeah, that's this is why we have the Green Lantern Corps. This is why it's such a big part of the DC uh, universe. Is because they, they, though we have aliens on Earth and whatnot, they're the ones who sort of bring us into the space opera aspect of it. And then we can get Blackest Night and, and uh, Brightest Day and all that stuff, which are still... Com- I still need to read those. I haven't... Darkest yeah. Night's the best one. I love Darkest Night, but that's because it involves zombie members of the uh, Justice League, which, which is always fun to just see alternate versions of your favorite character. Agreed. I think there was even one story... Or was that Darkest... Not Blackest Night. I think it might have been Darkest Night. I don't remember. It, it's point is, I'm really interested to see where, where the series goes, how it develops... One thing I want to see is how do they treat the, um, oh God, I'm blanking on their, their names, the elders of the Green Lantern. You probably don't know. I most certainly do not. Okay. There's some elder, elders of the Green Lantern Corps who are, who are basically oversee the entire operation, so to speak. So they're like the Green Lantern version, versions of the Watchers? Yes. Except they're a little bit more corrupt than the Watcher is. The Watcher's like more like a an active bystander and everything. Whereas mm-hmm. they're like, they're sort of like, uh, mafia bosses who are hidden in the shadows, but they control everything else. Oh, so they're like the Illuminati. Well, the, well, Keep your eye. sure. Uh, okay. Uh, so now, so I'm wondering how they're going to actually judge her the way I'm judging, but I know, I think that I'm curious to see how they handle them because that's an aspect of it that can get really dark. Cause they've, Throughout the comics, they've had them do some very shady shit. So I'm curious to see how that goes, too. Fascinating. And so, Brie, this is actually going to be a fairly short episode, which which is a nice change of pace. So what is the last thing we're talking about on today's episode? Free curveballs. I'm sorry. (laughs) Actually, no, I think it's just... No, this is fifth. The fifth curveball, Brie. I meant three more. Okay, so you know what? I'm just going to be... I'm just going to be... That grandpa, you remember that old character from this isn't a curveball, by the way. You know that old man from um Jackie Chan Adventures? Grandpa? Oh, that's literally what his character's name was. I thought so. I'm just gonna be that. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> I'm just gonna be that. 
You know, you know the same reaction that I gave you the exact same reaction they would give him in the show. Which, I know. Which is really one more thing now. Okay. What's your one more thing? Okay, what I was going to mention, because I just I was gonna bring up Wonder Woman, but then I remembered that we talked about it in the last episode, so never mind. Good. But um apparently HBO, speaking of HBO, they apparently had to take away a few episodes. Adult Swim too had to take away a few episodes of shows like Aqua Teen Hunger Force and The Boondocks because they were deemed culturally insensitive to this time. Um, they I don't remember which episodes they were exactly off the top of my head. Wait, so what were the shows again? It was Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Boondocks, and what was the other one? No, it was just those two. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought you so said there was, was a third one. So it was Aqua Teen Hunger Force and The Boondocks, and they had to pull a couple of episodes of those shows off streaming. Was it a, the was it the pimp name slickback episode? I don't know which ones they were off the top of my head. Grandpa, she's a hoe. Oh, Bree, can you recite the How pimp? can... Can you recite the pimp's prayer? You can. I don't remember. I, I assume... No, you, you want me to do... You want to... You're setting me up. I don't appreciate that. I don't that. remember. What is it, Bree? No, you're setting me up. I'm I can setting, see the I, lie in your eyes. I promise you I don't remember it. Yes, you do. I, prom- I know you do. You probably just recite it every single night before you go to bed. I guarantee you, you know, you're just trying to set me up. No, all I remember is guide my pimp hand and make it strong. That's all I remember from the pimp's prayer. I remember nothing else. You're setting me up. <laughs> oh, it was something about teach, so I can teach these hoes to pull their place or something. I don't, I remember parts of it. I don't remember the whole thing. Uh-huh. I don't believe you. You're setting me up. Anyway, though. But do you remember it? I remember it, but so I'm can not you saying say it. it. I don't trust you. You're setting me up. <laughs> anyway, um... So, yeah, they pulled a couple episodes. I Like I said, I don't know, at least for the boondocks, I don't know which episodes it was. But there was this one episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force in particular where um, it is really hard to say this with a straight face. So bear with me. Where Master Shake mm-hmm. was bitten by a radioactive black man. <laughs> he was bitten by a radioactive black man and was like. And he was turned black. It's so hard to say. I don't know why it's so hard why is to that say. A, why is that culturally insensitive? Because like the character design um for that episode had him like very stereotypically black where he had like this gold chain. He had the afro and the pick and the afro. And he had like these big lips and things like that. And Did he have big lips or was it gold teeth? No, big lips. I don't know if he had gold teeth, but he had big lips. And that's deemed like he would, you know, like he's a white cup. And then they made his like design brown so you know that was deemed oh or Mas- people deem it you know what it's, you know what's funny i was frylock? i was thinking of frylock not master shake and i forgot which one was which the fry no I, I know i know but if, if i haven't seen aqua teen hunger force in a while so my mind was thinking of frylock not master shake who okay that makes more sense now because i was like wait wasn't i, I always, mean but here's the thing though. i always consider fry like the black character of the show i mean he he to Wasn't me he i think he's the man? only yeah he's the only character who had at least of the main main cast who was voiced by a black man so okay there was a whole thing about um his voice actor getting paid and all of these things and especially when warner brothers and turner is trying to like have this whole stance on like black lives matter i think i mentioned it in the two whenever episode we mentioned the tsunami thing so um yeah but but here's my thing. 
I think context matters. It was a whole different time when those episodes aired. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think context matters. I think people need to understand that, yes, something was offensive, but as long as it doesn't go overboard, like, I would, like, I'm not saying, oh, we should show the original, um, oh, what is the, what was the name of that movie where the clan was talking about? Why did I know exactly what you were talking about? Birth of a Nation? Yes. Like, showing something like that, even with cultural context. I still don't think that's something that should be seen. It was object. I think you can honestly say that's objectively horrible. Yes, that's why I don't think that should be to be that should be a showcase. Okay, yeah. But a but a show that features a rolling meatball, a floating fry, and a anthropomorphic uh, vanilla shake. I don't think this you should be like oh let's censor these things. You're taking it seriously. That's your own fault. I'm glad you said that. Um, because you also have to take even a little bit further with context. It's not just the times that um, are the issue here, right? You know, it's not just the time periods in which these things have respectively come out in. You also have to think about the genre. Yes. Um, Birth of a Nation, to your point, was supposed to be taken seriously. That yeah. was supposed to be a drama. That was supposed it was, to recite it was essentially, pride. Yeah, exactly. It was safety. essentially clan propaganda. Not essentially, it was. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. They had, and then, they had the entire clan starter kit in that movie, Bray. Okay, fair. But then um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is a comedy. It is a it's an adult cartoon that came out in the early 2000s. Maybe even late 90s. I don't think it was that old, but it was, if it, anything, it came out in like 2000. But regardless, though, comedy that was acceptable then was a lot different than, what com- than what's acceptable now. And that is kind of the issue that people have a lot of questions about. What is acceptable? 2000 was the day. 2000. That's what I thought. Now, but here's the thing. It depends on when that episode came out, too, because I it, think it was still like early two thousand. It ran from so because Aqua Teen Hunger Force ran from two thousand to twenty fifteen. So I uh, so that's why I'm saying context matters. But but here's the thing, though, even on the tail end of their run, I don't think there was this push for quote unquote social justice and all of these things as much then yes. as there is. Like I think if anything, it started right as the show was ending, which is. I guess now considering the topic of conversation we're having is probably for the best. But regardless though, I'm pretty sure that episode came out when there wasn't all of this talk about like social justice and things like that. Probably. So, but that goes to the deeper point. Like what is acceptable for comedy now? Because um, Bill Burr was on Saturday night live. I think this is curveball number five or six 82. I don't remember. Honestly, this this is actually on topic. I promise you, it's on topic. Uh, acting like you're playing, you're like you're like you're playing against the uh, Dodgers right now, throwing all these curveballs. Yeah, man. Anyway, um, Clayton Kershaw out here. Yes. Anyway, um, Bill Burr was on Saturday Night Live, and you know, and no one watched. Here's the thing, though. No, no, I, I know, I saw it, but go <laughs> okay. ahead. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about. Yes, though. of course. So, um, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, Bill Burr, um, this white comedian, had went on Saturday Night Live, did this stand-up monologue, and he made he's been going viral for this one joke in particular, where he was calling out liberal white women and saying, ironically, it's funny how white women put themselves at the forefront of um 
you know, all of these social justice movements of all of these like oppression movements or whatever. And he was saying essentially like white women have been complicit in a lot of the issues, right? Going on a lot of the oppression, like they've been kind of complicit with a lot of the um, oppression. The, do you remember the jokes he specifically told? I, it was something around the context of a, a white Rolling around in blood money or something like no, that? No, 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 no. It was something about a white woman cheating on her husband with a black man. And then oh. when she doesn't like it, she says she screams rape or something like that. Oh, yeah. I forgot exactly what the age. Yeah, that was. was essentially like the punchline of that. So um, anyway, though. You know, people were offended by that. And then people have been going at Dave but Chappelle, people, but too. But some people haven't been offended by it. And I, I think, for, at least on that particular joke, from this, what I've seen, or at least from the entire monologue, actually, I've seen it's been what comedy should be. There should be some people that are gravely offended by it. And there should be some people who are like, that's hilarious. What is wrong with the people who are offended? Which is my, my only issue with any comedy, and this is where I will defend comics, is even if it's offensive, it just has to be funny. Even mm -hmm. if someone doesn't find it funny, if there's enough people that are in agreement and find it funny, then you can say it. My only issue is when you say something that may be offensive and you have- And then try to backtrack? Yeah. No, not, not even try to backtrack. You defend it and more people are like, yeah, that wasn't that funny. Even if they, you may, even if the com comedian him, him or herself says, oh, it made me laugh. But you're this, you though. Yes. So that's what, so my thing is, I don't really care if a comedian says something offensive. I just need to see the creativity, cleverness as to how you get to that punchline mm -hmm. to make it funny. Now, it's just, again, it just may not. I may not laugh at the joke, but I can appreciate it as a for a comedian if I can see the process or at least the thought process of how you go from this worldly observation to this well crafted joke. Even if at the end of the joke, when you get to the punchline, I'm not going, ha, 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 ha. I may be going, I didn't laugh, but I understand it. You know what I'm saying? So as long as there's that with a joke that may be offensive, I'm okay with it. Like, no, I laughed at the joke that he said, or the mm. joke, or the entire monologue, really. I laughed at the entire monologue. I haven't seen the whole thing, just clips of it. But what I appreciate, but the, even then, even if there was a joke in there I didn't laugh at, I saw how we got there. Mm. Or at least, I, at least I could imagine how he got there. And that's what I want comedians to do more. Of. Right. Rather than just like, wow, mm. this is trash or whatever. Like, yeah, don't that's don't just I say think we had off like way before we started the podcast. We had conversations about um, my general grievances with a lot of uh, female comics. It's not to this isn't me saying that I haven't You're saying women aren't funny is what you said. I ironically said that. Ooh, you, I sarcastically you, said that. You said it more than once. And I meant I was sarcastic every time. I, I mean, even though I don't necessarily follow any female comics. You ain't got a lot of kicking. You ain't got a lot. You ain't got a lot. Do you anyway, even know what that song yes, is? Yes, I do. I can't remember which Kendrick song that is, but I can't remember. Got a lot. Oh, that's literally what it's called. I think it's. Yeah. No, I'm looking that up now. I don't believe you. I think it's You Ain't Got a Lie. I think that's exactly what the song I really, is called. I truly don't remember what that song is called. I think but it, it was off of uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. No, I know it is. Um, I th I, I'm almost sure because I woke up to that song for at least a good year, actually, after it came out. I'm sorry, who's doing the curveballs now? No, I was just calling you out because you were lying on the podcast about saying that you didn't think women are funny. I really, I really never thought that. now you're putting the that. word sarcastic on it, but okay. Because I tried to show you. Oh, it really is called You Ain't Gotta Lie. Free. <laughs> 
Thank you. My point is, you. I tried to show you female comedians that I thought were moderately Ooh. funny. Who? Well, first off, first, I think the first one. First, oh, you know what? I showed I you Whitney Cummings at first. She can be funny at times, but I told nah. you the issue I have with female comics in general is that or at least the ones I don't necessarily like are the ones that are completely just hey, feminism jokes. I have vagina. Isn't that funny? You have vagina. That's funny too. Let's talk about those guys that have penises. Yeah, I agree. Like that's, that, that's I very dry. Like I understand if you make jokes that only women would get. Fine. But if you if I can see the process of how you got to the joke and then I go, that's just it's just still not funny. <laughs> just not if it's a poorly worked joke. I'm like, okay, I get that you're trying to make comedy tailored towards a female audience, but at least make it funny. Don't make it just these observational yeah. things that even a guy who doesn't have female body parts could go, I get what it you're is, referencing. It is. Still I think that funny. was one thing that I said in all seriousness is that um what did I say? Is that it's just very um, it's almost solely squared towards women and then there's the obligatory like yeah I gotta preach about feminism cause vagina like, or whatever and I'm like no thank you checking all the way out of that but you but it, it, you, you basically said that, that female comedians weren't funny but it's it's fine I didn't say that it's, it's fine I thought okay there were um, female they don't do that much stand up anymore though but like the queens of comedy back in the day, like Monique, Samore, and like a few other people I'm not, I'm blanking on at the moment. I used to think they were hilarious. I used to follow them as a kid when I shouldn't have, but. Because they were hilarious. But since then, I haven't really followed um, a whole lot of female comics like that. So hey, I don't follow a whole lot of comics like that. Like so I really have my like select. So what you're two. saying is white, you don't think white women are funny? No, I'm sure. I feel like that's what you're saying. No, that is not what I'm saying. That's what I'm hearing. That's what you're hearing. That's not what I'm saying. I did just clear my ears, clean my ears this morning. So no, you're putting words in my mouth. You're putting words in my mouth. You want to pick me out. You're trying to get me canceled. (laughs) By the way, if you want to get me canceled, just know that Daniel has said much worse, much more misogynistic things. Okay. That's your point. Cancel him too. If you're going to cancel me. For misogyny that doesn't back up my actions. Exactly. Okay. Cancel him. Cancel da- hashtag cancel Daniel. Hashtag Daniel King is over party 2020. Uh, okay. Well, that said, that was a great wrap to the episode. I no, don't have no, anything else to say. No, it wasn't. I personally don't have anything else to say. No, we're not done yet, Bray. What what else? We got I I'm out I'm all out of curveballs anyway. Good, because now we need to talk about your boy. Which one? Mr. No Vaseline. With a match and a little bit of gasoline, Brie, as he puts some fuel to this political fire, we got to talk about your boy Ice Cube and how he was gallivanting and had the audacity, Brie, to speak about black issues to the current sitting president, Mr. Donald J. Trump. He had the audacity to speak to him about a promise to him, or what was it, a contract with Black America or a promise to Black America plan that was supposed to promote equity and change and support for the black community in this country. But apparently Mm -hmm. speaking to the Republican party is against, goes against African-American ideals. I can't believe him, Brie. So where do you stand on this before I say this uncle Tom, how dare he? Okay. Be serious. Oh, okay. 
Where do you stand on this before we continue? You, you at least let me play the joke out before you cut it off. Fine. No, because you're trying to pay me out to be this anti-white woman misogynist or whatever. I was about to call Ice Cube and Uncle Tom and then you cut me off to be serious about it. Fine, I'll be serious. I don't see the problem. Killer Mike did something very similar and he got the same pushback. I wish people would understand black issues in America are not about party. Who gives a bleep about these two parties? They've screwed us over for years since the inception of this country. Since the variations of all these these parties, they have screwed us over for years. Thank Oop. you also, sorry, for mentioning variations. Yes. Because people were, of course, the argument is like, well, they switched back in the 60s. Like, no, 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 doesn't matter, sweetie. Well, they switched before then, too. Well, whatever, but it's regardless. The, the point I'm making is that I don't think you can look at black issues in America and think, oh, the Democrats are going to save us because they've been in power plenty of times and they haven't. You can't say, oh, the Republicans are going to save us because they've been in power and they haven't. But what, they you don't... Can, what you can do, though, mm-hmm. is say, hey, whoever's in power, let's work together. Let's, let's hold them to task. Yeah. Yes. Let's work together. Let's try to work out something that allows America to support such a pivotal part, part of the uh, population in that in as being African-Americans. Support us, help us and get out of our way so we can be successful instead of fighting against it and saying, well, if, if Republicans are in office, we can't, we can't do anything with them. That's such a stupid you argument. Know, but then I was talking to mom about this a little while ago. It, that whole thing like falls flat on his face because he's like, oh, you know, we won't get anything done if there are Republicans. But it's like, okay, but there are cities. Try? First of all, yes, that was one point. But then another point too. You think, and I hate to be, I hate to use this talking head, but it is a legitimate point. You see cities like Baltimore and Chicago that have a lot of problems, right? Baltimore, never mind, keep, you're right. Have a lot of problems objectively. Wow, I can't talk. Objectively speaking, there are a lot of problems. Not to condemn them, not to shame them. Not to condemn them, not to shame them, not to say anything bad or negative about it, but there are areas of improvement. Yes, very much so. And you can even say to a lesser degree, our um, county, PG, my county, PG County. I was born here too. I was born and raised here. Don't disrespect me. Okay. 301 till I die. Okay. So you can say things, but in a lot of these areas like LA, like Chicago, like Baltimore, on and on and on, there are all these problems, all these um, situations, but they are largely democratic leaning largely democratic voting and led but then again on the flip side you see places like um west virginia for example again in a different That's way a large state where you might want to be a little bit more specific i First mean off, have you been general, to, have you been to charleston in a while yeah i don't remember the last time what about it i was gonna say if you whatever argument you're about to make just know charleston exists okay Charleston, you can say, is the exception to the rule, but I'm talking about, but there are a lot of problems within the state of West Virginia, for example. Yeah, drugs. You know? Lots of them. Cer- um, certain parts, even um, Dave Chappelle had mentioned this in one of his stand-up special, and I think in Sticks and Stones, he had mentioned this in whatever part of Ohio he lives in. Yes, he did. You know, so. Um, this was part of that. But bur- those that are Republican. Shot joke. <laughs> But those, you know, like West Virginia, for example, like that's a Republican-led um, state. Yes. So, and parts of West Virginia are doing really well, though. 
because I'm of not that. saying that there aren't parts of it that are successful or not. Like PG County is a very successful or has a lot of successful people in the state, but there are also problems within, within the state, within the county. Yes. But there are a lot of problems within the county as well. So I just don't think it's saying like one party is going to ruin everything over the other is a fair argument because in a lot of these places, you know, like Mississippi, Alabama, you know, Republican states, but then you also have a lot of these democratic leaning cities that have a lot of problems as well. You know, it's like across the board, regardless of whoever is in office, regardless of how, what color or whatever the state is. So I personally never, I don't want to say I never understood that argument, but I don't think it's a fair argument because it doesn't have a whole lot of legs to stand yes, on. I, I understand it because we live in a two party political system that causes us to choose teams, right? And so we end up becoming one of these things of if using a sports analogy. Say if you you have your rival team and you have your team. If your team has the same issues your rival team does, you're going to be like, oh, but my team's still better. We still do things differently. We yeah, because like the Steelers are like infinitely better than the Ravens. He has on a Baltimore Ravens shirt, by the way. Don't, don't, don't disrespect me like that. My point. <laughs> Don't, I, you said be serious. Don't disrespect me. Just, them them bums are gonna you, get are gonna get that. You work. only brought that. Here's the thing. I only said that because you brought up the sports analogy and you're wearing the Raven shirt right now. Don't worry about it. them Steelers. They're gonna get the they're gonna get that work in about two weeks. Don't don't worry about I, that. Oh, I honestly first, had no idea the football season was still going. I do not pay attention to sports. The Ravens will be in first place in two weeks. Don't worry about that. Point I'm making, Bree, is that you're going to cloud over the issues of your side, even if this is the same issues on your side, that's on the other side. Exactly. And so you'll say, oh, but we got it better over here, but they are screwed up, even though it's the exact same issue. And that's sort of thing that I think uh, uh, African-Americans need to understand is that the same issue on the Democratic side is the same issue on the Republican side. Very much. One may be more. And the only thing, the only reason I don't like people being so actively pro-Democrat about it is I feel like the Democrats over the years have been just, they've been better at hiding their dirt. Whereas Absolutely. Republicans have been more, because, because generally speaking, African-Americans are not their, the base that they're playing to. Not at all. They can be more upfront about it. Whereas Democrats know that a good portion of their base is, is African-American, so they have to play to that. But they're better at hiding their dirt, so they can play to African-Americans. And so that's I can why, agree with that. So that's why I, I, I like what Ice Cube did. I like what Killer Mike did, which is talking to mm. the opposite side of the aisle and saying, hey, this is what I want for the people I care about. Not America, black people in specifically in Mike Killer Mike's case, it was Georgia. In Ice Cube's case, he was thinking of the greater United States. But it's having the idea of saying we're we're talking to you for black issues and black issues alone. That's the community I love. That's so. the community I'm from. That's what I care about. And that's why I don't understand the pushback when people are like, well, because he's this and that, I don't care. If he, if somehow through a conversation with him and a plan, a well-presented plan, you can convince him you, to be on your side, then be on, then do that. Stop trying to say, we're not going to negotiate, even though by not negotiating, guess what? You get nothing anyway. So at least you should try to get something from whoever's in power, whether that's Trump and uh, uh, Pencil Neck. Or if it's pencil neck, Mike Pence. <laughs> or if it's um, Biden and uh, what's her name, Kamala? Yes, Kamala. 
Kamala. Okay, I always confuse her with the... Uh, with Kamala Khan. Yes, Kamala Khan is how she her name. Kamala. It's Kamala Khan and Kamala. So I always get confused the pronunciation each way. Point is, whoever's in office, we should be holding them just as accountable. I don't care if you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a black conservative or I'm a black liberal. Whoever's in power, you should be trying to negotiate with them for the betterment of black people, regardless of party. Quite frankly, I've believed for at least the past four years now that black people should have their own party. It's been it's not even like the last four years. That conversation has come up so many times, um, at least since the 60s. So, um, but no, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. What, what was your thoughts? Because you just asked me what my what were yours? So I don't mind what he's doing. I appreciate that there's at least some kind of effort being done. Um, he's at least trying to um, extend a hand and at least like kind of be at that forefront. But I was going to ask, why is there I guess like there are some people who may who are probably um, applauding Ice Cube for what he's trying to do. But why is there no why? Why is it different with Killer Mike and Ice Cube? Not. It's but too- no, why is it different for them? Like, why are there some people at least trying to like you know, give them an out or whatever, but people like, uh, um, what do you mean? Give them an out? Like people are trying to like, at least give them credit for what they're trying to do. But why was there way more pushback in my opinion with Steve Harvey and, uh, Kanye? I guess my thing would be with, um, is it like Con- an opportunist with, with yeah. Kanye? I don't think it was necessarily, I don't think it was done purely for the benefit of african-american mm. i think a lot of it was done with the idea of this benefits kanye so Which i think that's why he fair. got the pushback he got mm-hmm. whether he was genuine or not Bri, i think there was a lot of that a lot of perception that people thought this was kanye doing something that helps promote kanye not necessarily it hopes to promote uh equity in african-american communities i can agree with, with that. steve harvey i'm not sure what that was I can't mm. speak to it. Maybe it's just people just don't like Steve Harvey. That's probably true. Maybe I. Maybe it's sort of the whatever sort of um, actions that we're, I'm not be may not be aware of. Mm-hmm. There might be a past there where people are just like, listen, I don't. Steve Harvey's actions have been crappy all this time, and we don't trust him. Whatever, I don't know. Mm. So maybe that's where the brushback is. For me, that I feel feel like Ice Cube and Killer Mike have been consistent all the way I, through so that's why i yeah i can agree with that's that why too. i get a little bit more upset with push, when people give them pushback because i'm like they've been cons- at least since the public has been aware of killer mike and ice cube at obviously at different years but they've i feel like those two have been consistent throughout their entire time of what they care about very and what they promote and what they try to champion so, so that's why when i get i get frustrated when someone's like oh i don't like what they're doing it's just for me, it's about, it was something I was listening to. I forgot what podcast I was listening to, but it was some, someone said that what Killer Mike and um, Ice Cube have been trying to do is action. They're trying to do action. The people that are criticizing them are the ones who applaud for symbolism. And I if, can wholeheartedly agree with that. And so the thing is, I'm tired of symbolism. I'm tired of, oh, let's paint equality somewhere. Let's say let's yep. let's create the tsunami video the best example of that right best example of that um mayor Bob, 
Mayor Bowser in D.C., um, she not too long after the George Floyd oh, she protest, painted, she painted the street. Yeah, she painted um the street right in front of the White House. I forget which. It, was not, it can't be right in front of the White House. That's government land. <laughs> you can't do that. It was okay. It was like it was very off, close. It was off the street. Very close to the White House, though. You can't do it. Um, but she had Black Lives Matter painted over whatever street that is, and then renamed it to Black Lives Matter Avenue or something like that. Plaza. Thank you, Plaza. Um, but ironically enough, she also went back and um, added funding, like beefed up funding for police in D.C. So Can I make a caveat to that. I don't hate that, but that's also because I have a former high school friend, not former, a high school friend who is currently serving or working in the D.C. Police Department. Who is that? I'm just curious. Well, you we can say that you can say that offline. You don't know, but that's not the point. But I get so why I that's necessary. But it's also like you can't like to me at least. That's kind of playing both sides the of thing, the party. The thing I would say about that, Bray, is it depends on how if we, she's beefing up the budget. How is she doing it? Is she just giving the money and they decide what to do with it, or is there an action put in place to improve relationships between the DC Police Department and the, or I'm sure they have a different name. I think it's just DC Police Department, whatever. Metropolitan Police Department. Okay. So is it about improving their relationship with the community? And that's where the money's coming, going towards those efforts? If that's mm. the case, then I'm fine with that. Because mm. I, I don't think it's as just... As far just, as I've heard, it was just giving more money. Then that's a problem. Because if they've happened, well, maybe not this particular department, but generally speaking, the police have are sufficiently fun. It's usually other services that aren't. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, I don't mind you increasing their budgets. It's just how are they going to be able to use that money to increase their budget? So hopefully it will go to like, they, I think the common argument is that if you're going to beef up the police budget and implement these programs for like um, anti-racial profiling, essentially like giving better training, um, or you just know, hiring new professionals in the police department that yeah, aren't, that I'm, are for specific tasks. Yeah. If I'm having a robbery, I want those dudes who are ready to shoot at will. If I'm having someone who's going on a drug overdose, give me someone who understands how to handle a drug overdose or someone who's having a mental breakdown. Give me someone who's just, who can handle someone with a mental breakdown. Don't give me someone who's like, well, if he jumps at me wrong, I'm ready to shoot. You know what I mean? Right. So I, so that's, that's kind of where that thing is. And then I, I laughed before I mentioned um, that part of the story because I was remembering this, um, these conversations I've had with mom. And I was like, how could anybody trust this woman? She said she doesn't like chicken wings and mumbo sauce. She doesn't like go-go. How is she going to be the mayor of D.C.? You know? Those are fair points. Those are, <laughs> listen, you're not going to get pushed by for me, Brie. Those are fair points. I, I said that when I first read those stories that, that she was like, oh, mumbo sauce and uh, go-go are native, or not native, but... Um, Integrated like, DC culture or whatever she said. They are very much implemented in DC culture. Like, okay, they are very much integral to like, DC culture. Listen, if you're a DC it's person and keep DC, voting for it, that's on you. Look, I it's as DC as Ben's Chili Bowl. Come on now. He's even more DC. I, okay, I, can I will push ben's back chi- on that. I can get Ben's Chili Bowl outside of DC now. Really? Yeah. Where? You, well, there's, there's a Ben's Chili Bowl in Baltimore. Oh. There's one in Philly. But then again... You can also get mumbo sauce and hear go-go bands but outside it, of D.C., but though. It's, but it's not this. 
Okay. It's not the same. Okay. I, it's it's debatable. Because I've been, before I went vegan, I, or I'm now like vegan, vegetarian, depends on the day. Fake. I, what? Fake. Fake what? Vegetarian, vegan, whatever. I'm still eating mostly plants, is my point. Whatever. Anyway, go, continue. I'm saying I went before that. I went to the Ben Chili Bowl in Baltimore. It about the same, honestly. I can't tell you the last time I've been to Ben Chili Bowl. And that's even more my point. When was the last time you had mumbo sauce? Probably like two, three weeks ago. And when was the last time you think you went to Ben's Chili Bowl? I couldn't even tell you. Mumbo sauce is more integral to DC. Okay. But that's, that's I guess I, we're kind of proving our point about uh, Mayor Bowser, though. We were just like, what? <laughs> I think everybody in the DC, like native to the DC area was like, how? How? I don't listen to GoGo as much as I used to. But Same. I still listen to it occasionally. So, there's still if go- it's on. There's still go-go songs on my um my iPhone. Yeah. So I'll listen to it still. It may not be as much as when we were in like middle school and high school, but it's still there. I'm just saying there's certain things that are integral to this part of the world, this part of the country. Mambo sauce and go-go are one of are both those things. He needs to respect that. Right. But then again, you also have to think about, I don't care about when these- she was elected, who was the majority of the population non-native dc folk so of course they're not of course only people that are native to the area are going to be like how how is this woman in office (laughs) i mean of course like and i'm sure she's an accomplished woman and she actually deserves her position i'm not saying that for these sole reasons she doesn't deserve to be mayor but it is like baffling for us wow you are so disrespectful she lit he literally wrote on the whiteboard (laughs) She doesn't deserve her office, her position. It depends on who you talk to. By the way, that's how most people spell it. What is that? Dobbs does does. It says she doesn't. <laughs> In terms of being mayor of DC, I say she. Mumbo sauce deserves to be mayor. <laughs> Listen, Mumbo sauce has done more for black people in DC than she has. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's factually accurate. I'm assuming it's not, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Absolutely not. I'm gonna say it anyway. Mumbo sauce has been. More important to DC as mayor than she has. And Mama Sauce isn't even the official mayor of DC. It should be, though. You know what? There's some little town in Wisconsin that legit voted a dog as their mayor. So if we can vote dogs in the office, why can't we vote Mama Sauce? Wait, hold on. <laughs> this is also that... why we're not political scientists, guys. Wasn't there a show that had a dog? At... Oh, no. It... No. It was Dragon Ball Z, the dog. There's a dog who was the um, like not the president. There's like whatever the town Goku was near that big city, East City, I think it was. There was a dog that was in charge. Was it like an anamorphic dog or just like a regular dog? Anthropomorphic, yes. Okay, but it was that still makes a, more sense. But it was still a dog. Oh, okay. And I'm glad you brought up Dragon Ball Z. Last curveball before we end. Hold on, before we do that, just so we're clear, vote for your ideals vote for your interest do not vote because there's a stupid elephant or a dumb donkey that decides that simple as that and if ice keeps trying to do things to help his interest support that because that's what we all should be doing all right now get, go to your curveball so definitively speaking is piccolo the black character no goku is he he How? Left, he left his son for multiple years. Wow. 
you as a black man saying this how dare you how dare you disrespect your father that way i didn't say that was my dad i just said you said if you disrespect if he was a black character disrespect or claire vegeta did the same thing and the only reason piccolo didn't do it Bree, he can't have kids the disrespect so disrespectful what I, our dad was there that's all we need and we know some deadbeat dads out there okay this hurt much kind of racist all right uh anything else racism just cancel daniel hashtag daniel king is over 2020 which one Daniel Thomas King is over 2020. Which one? Daniel Thomas King, who lives. Stop giving more information, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm about to get my identity hat. Shut up. Brie, just, just. I have nothing else to call say. I'm just, on- just end the show, Brie. Tell them where they can find us. Tell them that. Tell them your one shots next week. Whatever. Just, just. Okay. Close um, out the show. So I will probably be talking more about my hero next week if I do a one shot. When? Um fine whatever um i'll probably be talking about more about um my hero like i said because the chapters are insane whenever they get to season six and seven y'all will lose your mind that is all i'm gonna say you will lose your mind it is getting crazy okay okay Bree, where can they find them? they can find us at on twitter and on instagram at cga the pod okay and we will see you all next week for Brianna's One Shot. And we'll see you in two weeks for episode nine. I guess. I've lost count here. Episode Same. nine of This Is Why We Can't Get Along. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Make sure you rate, rate, and subscribe, rate review, and subscribe. And buy all the mumbo sauce. Yes. Buy all the chicken wings. And when you vote in D.C., make sure. Mumbo sauce for mayor 2020. Don't do that. I'll do it. Don't do that. We have way too much riding on this election. Also, vote as early as possible. No. Do what I did. No, actually, scratch that. If you're voting on, if you're in Maryland and you're voting on the 26th, don't vote on the 27th so I can go to work that day. Because I ain't trying to wait for all y'all. Peace and love. Just do it early.